Hello and welcome to the Villa Park Podcast. It is me, Rich, and I'm back with for the reaction show for Aston Villa 1, Liverpool 1, or Liverpool 1, Aston Villa 1, uh, to get it correct. And I'm joined by Martin. I've also got Kevin backstage. He was just adjusting his his headset, having a bite to eat, sorting himself out. Is he ready now? Here he is. He's ready. He's ready. Hello. A little, little bit of feedback coming through. Is that? Yeah. Brilliant. It's like <laughs> the good old days. Yeah, it's not too bad. How's that? How's that? That's much better. Much there we better. go. Yeah, good. much better. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, so I was... Thank you for everyone jumping on. It's great to have you on. We've got loads watching already. I mean, what a game it was yesterday. Um, I was lucky enough to be there. Um, you know, I think we were fairly positive, quietly positive in our match preview. And um, once again... Emery and the lads didn't let us down and got a vital point. Could have been better, could have been more. But look, I know we were saying if you'd have asked us at the start of the game, would we have taken a point? We definitely would have done. Um, uh, so, yeah, just just an absolute for, for a great result. And we'll get into it. I mean, the atmosphere in the away end, I will touch on it a bit later, but it was incredible. And part of it you guys will have to tell me more about actually what happened in the game because sometimes we're just too carried away with just singing and just get, hmm. getting involved in the atmosphere hmm. um like so tense with like just what was happening particularly in that second half so yeah you guys might have to bring me up to speed but we'll cover all the talking points get your comments in um already loads coming in already so i will go through them all george is joining us as well a lot of George's predictions came right, so I'm sure he's jumping on to, to tell us, to bask in the glory of his predictions. So, yeah, here he is. But let's get into the comments first. Um, yeah, AVFC US can't make the live show, no problem, but wanted to chime in with this pretty gutsy move to change fullbacks for this one, and it worked well. We could have put it away in the first half. Yeah, great. And then can't complain about the Liverpool goal. Uh, Salah's outside of the boot pass. Uh, Dina was great. McGinn too. Mings is the man. Yeah, and he loves the Villa part. Pod up the Villa. Absolutely. Uh, also put in the chat there our link to become a member. We've got um, we've had our newest member join Pete Haywood, who uh, I don't know if you guys know, but tunes in from Australia. He's joined the Villa Park Pod family as an official Villa Park Pod follower. If you want to do that for just one ninety nine a month, please just click that link or hit the join button or hit the dollar sign at the bottom and you can become a member. So welcome to Peter. And um, we're up to 12 or 13 members now, lads. We're over 1,450 subscribers. So guys, help us on the way to 1,500. Be amazing to hit that very soon. So hit that subscribe button and hit that like button to uh, join the channel. Um, what other comments have we got coming in? Michael's in the house. Good evening. Hope you all have a, had a great weekend. Absolutely. Rachel, evening, everyone. How are we feeling? Well, we'll get we'll get into how we're all feeling about it in, in a second. Um, Dream Villain. Hey, up, guys. Great result yesterday. Absolutely. Michael, well done to the Villa men and women with two great draws. Um, up the cherries in all departments. I think I've got that right. The Bournemouth fans channel, Craig. Absolutely delighted yeah. for you guys this season. What a season you've had from where you were and being beaten first game of the season by us. <laughs> yeah, well, I don't think we'd have predicted where we are now after that after that game. And I, I made that trip from Newcastle, mate, and I was not happy about that game. Um, but yeah, great season for you guys as well. So massively well done. 
Um, Gary, hi guys. Time to get the European Atlas out for next season's obscure destinations. Now, Gary, that is very surprising from you because um, <laughs> you haven't been as positive over the last uh, few weeks, but great to have that positivity. Genuinely think most of this team are starters next season, except a couple of wingers. Again, cool. we'll get into that a bit. Uh, Willie, evening guys. Love the show. I'll take the point. Think where we were to be chasing the European place is amazing. Up the villa. Good evening, everyone. Good to see you all on Vital Point yesterday. Now on to Brighton, up the villa. Yeah, brilliant. Kev, I will come to you first, mate. Um, how are you feeling? Testing one, two, three. Can you hear me? We can hear <laughs> you loud and clear. Yes, yes. Technical issues resolved. I just changed my browser. What, what, who'd have thought it? Um, how am I feeling? Um, what, just in myself, uh, or about Aston Villa, about Aston Villa, that's what you mean, don't you? So, um, I'm feeling absolutely tremendous, mate. I'm feeling tremendous for us to be in this situation. I've said it probably on repeat over the last few pods, but I mean, it was only a couple of fixtures ago, we still technically could have qualified for the Champions League. That was incredible itself. To be in a situation where today we were hoping for Southampton to have that second goal allowed to them, we might have had a chance for Europa League. We were looking like relegation almost certainties before when Gerard left, end of October, start of November. Then we basically written off um, over 25% of the season in terms of uh, our previous manager. For us to do this now, honestly, I think I genuinely think if if, if City don't win the treble, then I think Emery's an absolute massive shape for manager of the year because. All the other teams, Brighton were in, in a good position, you know, when Potter left. Uh, Newcastle had a, obviously a good end to last season, started this season really well. Where we came from, you know, Craig from um, from the Bournemouth Channel, hi Craig, um, makes the point, you know, that start of the season, it was downhill for eight, nine, ten games, wasn't it, for us From us then. For us to be in a situation for a home get game, full house, against Brighton, who have got two more games this week to get European football, Absolutely magnificent. What I'm so proud of the team. I'm so proud of Emery. I'm so proud of all the staff. I just I'm so proud of you guys. I'm so proud of everyone that comments. I'm so proud of my postman. I wish it was George. Big up um, the postman. Big up the yeah, postman. Exactly. I'm just feeling great about it, mate. Yeah, brilliant, brilliant, brilliant. Um fact, George, I'll come to you, mate. Just regards to you know, specifically feelings around around the game. And and the result. I mean, you you kind of. I think you. I think you might have been more positive and predicted a win, but you certainly got a lot of the team selection right. You know, you you picked Dean. You're coming in. I think you picked Cash coming in. I mean, how how are you? How were you feeling? Like reflecting on on the result in terms of going to Anfield and what it does to our chances for Europe. Well, yeah, you know, it's, I think it's a it's a great result. You know, obviously it's disappointing when when you look at the paper and it says Firmino eighty nine. You know, you're thinking. You know, we've we've blown it after playing so well in the game. But no, I mean, with all the injury time and that, let's face it, they were all over us second half. And I, I was just waiting for the goal to be coming. And eventually it did. But, you know, we defended resolutely. I thought we played some, especially first half, I thought we were fantastic. Mm. You know, I, I was just a little bit disappointed in the second that we just we just couldn't get a foot on the ball anymore and couldn't get out. But um, yeah, mm. with the team, um, yeah, I, I, I fancied Luca Dean to come in, as I said to you guys the other day. And I think he did really well. And uh do you know what? I think him getting injured was actually that's where we started falling off. Mm. He got the injury, didn't he? And then Moreno's come on for him, and then unfortunately he's then got crocked as well. And you know, and you and as you kept saying the other day, Martin, you can't keep messing around with your defence. And eventually, it did it did catch up with us. But you know, it's a point at Anfield. We said the other day they they'd lost one game at Anfield all season, and they were very close to making it two this time. So yeah, mm. I think on the whole, boys, we've got to be pretty pleased. 
Yeah. Martin, you will you do a conquer with both Kev and George just with the positivity and you know the fact that we did go to Anfield and, and push them all the way. Well, I did say in the last pod for anyone that did watch that, you know, about Liverpool's run that all good things must come to an end, and thankfully it did. Uh, I was, I was very know, similar, mate. I was very similar. Yeah, you know, like eight wins in a row in the Premier League for doesn't matter if you are Liverpool or Man City and Arsenal and Aston Villa. You know, that's a really hard thing to do in the Premier League, and you know, in the first half, I think that Liverpool probably took us for granted that. You know, it's it's probably Aston Villa, be grand, we'll get the three points, you know, whatever, we move on, and then we go into the last game of the season, hopefully get top four. And if they're in for a bit of a shell shock, we're absolutely all over them, steamrolled them. And I just, unfortunately for Ollie Watkins, he missed a penalty. Like, you know, if he had scored that, you're talking three points, and then you're away from Spurs, and realistically, then all you needed was a point against Brighton. But, but look, as Villa would do, we never make it easy for ourselves, and... You know, second half, like George said, we just could not get that ball rolling. And, you know, it was just really hard for us to get out. But we defended really well. I thought Mings was absolutely colossal oh. at the back. Yeah. And just be absolutely... performance in a Villa shirt for me. Oh, 100%. Man the match. That's it. I, it, it. That's just giving away my man the match thoughts there. Oh, it's him. <laughs> Forget about it. Right. But it was absolutely fantastic from him. And I have to say that it was a fantastic performance for Villa. You know, everyone's now positive. You know, Conference League place is on. It's in our hands. We've one foot in the door. Let's get over the line now next week against Brighton. Brilliant, brilliant. Mate, if that's what you say to your um, your lads or your coach, you've got a great team talk there, mate. You've got a yeah. really good. Really good. Um, but yeah, on, on to the game, Kev. Um, like I say, I think... The whole day, like in Liverpool with the Villa fans, it was amazing. The weather was great. The atmosphere, like going into the ground, was brilliant. Obviously, Tottenham getting beat three-one. I don't know how the atmosphere would have been had Tottenham won, but that gave us a little bit extra momentum. Uh. And that first half, uh, how we started, Kev. I mean, some of the football was just frighteningly good. Yeah, I mean, what I love is the confidence to, to do what Emery wants us to do and to not necessarily... I mean, he does change his game plan when he feels he needs to, but he decided the game plan was to still have a high line. I think we caught them offside quite a few times. And also to to keep playing out from the back, and we did it beautifully. I mean, if, I, th- I think that, you know, other than well, obviously when, when Man United beat us, um, I can't think of a time when we've really been caught out since probably the Leicester game, mistake-wise. And um, it was just great to see on that first half. I mean, let's, let's, let's be clear, right? How many teams go to Anfield and dominate from, from, from the kickoff in a game that they had to win to give themselves a chance of Champions League? They had to win that game. They had to. So they, they, they needed to be at it. And we, we were in control of the game. And I just, listen, I don't care who you are, maybe a Man City aside, I think any team, second half, you know, Firmino's last game, Milner, less so, you know, Cato and Oxlade-Chamberlain. But, you know, there was a bit of fanfare for these players that had done stuff over the years and they were always going to come back at us they always were but we could have been three up that free mm. kick routine when um when Ramsey nearly scored was a great save that great save because he dashed out of his goal so quickly and and he caught it perfect it was going in, in in the corner I think obviously we missed a penalty I think Watkins has missed more penalties than he's scored for us now with I think maybe missed five and yeah scored five four. from nine mm. or something yeah yeah yeah, yeah. so, so that probably needs to be looked at, separate conversation. But 
I was just really proud, proud of the lads. And do you know what? I, I, the injuries didn't have helped at fullbacks. Um, the there was loads of time at the end of the first half. What was it like? Eight or nine minutes was the eight, first. Eight half? nine minutes, and I think yeah. if I remember right, that was to do with a. That was more to do with Liverpool than than us, wasn't it? I, I don't know. I know there was a bit of like, well, there wasn't much stoppage for the penalty, mm. but I, I'm pretty sure Liverpool had something to do with the 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 stoppage, the length of stoppage time in the first half. I, I can't really remember, but I mean, we'll get onto Klopp's moaning and whinging yeah. in a bit, mm-hmm. um, which hopefully sours your. <laughs> we certainly this is the one thing I can't stand. Well, there's, there's a number of things I don't like about Jurgen Klopp, but th- th- that one is the major one. But yeah, um, we'll get onto that. But yeah, I mean, touching on touching on the the penalty, George. I mean, obviously Kev's mentioned it there. You know, it's missed four, four from nine. It, it, it wasn't it. it, it it's one of those, like, in the stands, we're like, oh, I, I, we, we weren't 100% confident. A lot of Villa fans weren't confident. But the move was brilliant. The pass from McGinn, again, highlights the fact that Kev says we weren't afraid to play out from the back. You know, Martinez was pinging balls over to Luca Dean. One thing I really like about Dean is his touch. His touch is great, you know, like when he's taking balls down. But just just that confidence to play that football, and it was epitomised by that, that, that chance, you know, the chance to get a penalty and, Sadly, Watkins put it in, put, couldn't put it away. But yeah, I mean, as I say, great, great um, football as a whole, George. Yeah, we were knocking it around really nice, and um, it was it was Louise, wasn't it? With that sort of with, with the long ball over to him, if I remember rightly, he'd done it a few times in the game. He sort of like centre to left and set Watkins away, if, if I remember rightly. Mm, you yeah. know, and, and to be fair, Watkins has used his pace, and he's. It, I mean, it was a penalty, but he did well to get the penalty. If you know what I mean, because yeah. he got his foot on it, didn't he? And just that extra bit of pace what got we, him away. What we were saying, what we were saying about, you know, what, what, um, it wasn't, it was definitely a penalty. It was yeah. no debate about it, but you get your foot to it first and then you get the contact. It's the cleverness. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So it's, it's one of them. He kind of won us the penalty and then sort of like <laughs> give us a present and then took it straight back, didn't I, he? I wish, I wish he'd have give the keeper the eyes and just whipped it in there. I mean, it's so easy to say For, now. Rich, he, he scores that a month ago. Yeah, it's just you can tell the last few games it's not quite gone for him, and he's kind of gone back into his shell a little bit. Yeah. And you know, I, I, I've been tempted to let like maybe Louise have that that yeah. pen. I mean, I know it's easy to say now after yeah. he's missed it, but I looked at mm-hmm. him. He, he, yeah. didn't, he didn't look confident. He looked nervous. I, I, he looked nervous. Yeah, he did. He did. And I always think, obviously, it was in front of in front of the cop, but I always think when you win the penalty yourself, I just don't think you should take it. I don't know why. Yeah. I just think you should, like, if, yeah. if you're the one who's been fouled or whatever. I know Kane, Kane does it all the time, but I don't know. I just, just something that I, maybe it's just rubbish. But yeah, like I say, he's, he's, he's like you said, maybe Louise takes it or, or, or someone else. But you know, you're going to back yourself, aren't you? You're going to back yourself to score. So, of course. And I mean, and that record, that five from nine, that's not all for Villa. He's only taken, I think, three for us. I think he missed. He's missed two now, hasn't he? Maybe four. He gets, I think he's scored two, missed two, if I remember rightly. Yeah, he missed one against West Ham, one against Liverpool, yeah. He scored yeah. against Everton, didn't he? Yeah. 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 I think maybe one more as well. Yeah. Um, but anyway, you know, had that penalty gone in, uh, you know, the, the, obviously the whole complexion of the game changes, but we didn't let that affect us, Martin. We carried on playing that good football and we got the reward with uh, an, another cracking ball. I think it was Louise puts the ball in. Uh, and this is where Trent gets done all the time at the far post. And Ramsey was there. First away goal of the season. 
tucked it away. I think I have a picture of it. I'm watching the comments coming in, but yeah, brilliant little finish. Uh, bottom corner across uh, across Allison, and then cue uh, the wonderful celebration. But <laughs> great! Goal. I was waiting on that. Great I was goal. waiting on that picture. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. That was just brilliant. Like this is the one thing I think everyone says about Trent. Trent going forward is absolutely fantastic. Right, no doubt about that. At the back, the man is as useful as cat piss. Right, <laughs> like literally, it's so bad back there that like anyone could get by him. Anybody can get by him. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it's just absolutely shocking. And that's no disrespect to Jacob Ramsey. Like, he was just at the right place at the right time, got the ball, bang. And I love the celebration just to the cop. <laughs> that is just brilliant. Yeah. Kev, you wanted to jump in there? I was going to say, I just don't think he's positionally very aware, is he? Uh, no. Trent? And, no, he's not. Uh, and for that goal, let, can we just give a bit more credit to Louise, please? Because, you know, the, one of the smallest men on the pitch won two, two headers. What I loved about it, Richie touched on this, obviously... For a lot of teams, you go to Anfield, you miss a penalty. It's probably the only chance of the game. You get mm. one break away. You know, you maybe get another, you know, header from a corner goes over the bar. It, we didn't affect us at all. We obviously nearly scored that creative free kick routine later on. But we put the pressure on after missing a penalty. That says a lot about a team's mindset. They didn't Absolutely. think, you know, oh, God, that's our chance gone away at Anfield for a game that we want to win to get in Europe. They were like, let's keep going. And that pressure, that sustained pressure on Liverpool's box. Cross came in. Louise heads it back in. Louise heads it back in. Bailey did what Bailey does, which is like smashed a shot against someone. And luckily, <laughs> um, about all he did, really, uh, it came back out to Louise. What a ball. And, um, what you know, great, great finish under pressure. And I just I just think we we, we gave it to him. We gave it to him. They were, it, I mean, Klopp was very kind about us before the game. And Annie Robertson as well was as well. You know, showing us the respect we deserve. But if you look at our record now against the bigger teams under Emery, I mean, oh, it's really, great. Really good. Yeah, really yeah, good. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Like, and that's yeah. that's probably the one thing about Emery that against the big clubs, we're actually not like you know, trying to catch them on the counter, trying to look for something. We're actually playing football against them and we're actually getting chances away and getting results, draws, wins. Yeah, you might lose one or two because you are coming up against the bigger teams. That's just naturally gonna happen. But just seeing us compete against the teams that are up here. It's, it's, it's a huge improvement from when the likes of Dean Smith and Stephen Gerrard were there, you know? But that's just absolutely unbelievable to see. It, it, it's so much as well to do with that, just that formation of the midfield. Like, now, we may, like, I know Emery likes to change tactics for different games and slightly tweak it. But just having that, because we haven't got the physicality in midfield, you have to compensate with numbers. And for mm. whatever reason, Gerrard and Smith couldn't see it. You're seeing, the same with, you're seeing the same with Leicester. Like, I don't know what it is, but they just get overrun. The free in midfield gets overrun. You have to create more more men in midfield. And this is what we've got now. Even when Trent tried to come into midfield, we had men to cover it. But then what we also had was someone like a Ramsey, who I thought was excellent all game. And I mm-hmm. thought he, I thought he had, um, every time he got the ball, he had Trent on toast. And his, first half, mate, he was, yeah. he, I thought he was best player in the first half. The, yeah. way he, the way he turns on the half term and runs yeah. at people. It's, yeah. We've got no oh, one else. Like unbelievable. Yeah. He, he's getting that thing like Grealish where he's faster with the ball than people yeah. are running, like running without it. He is, you know, and like, I think it was like 60, 70, 65 minutes where Trent actually took him down and got a, got a yellow for it. And that was just because he just rinsed him all game. And, um, mm. So and I think if Southgate had been watching that, that is a true performance of someone who 
can be effective in international games because he's got that type of game about him where you need territory, you need to you need to have players who can be dynamic. But obviously now, hopefully, he's starting to add more goals and more kind of, uh, I guess, it, 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 it's it's that, you know, it's about the stats, isn't it? About the figures. He's adding that ruthlessness to his game. Um, so, uh, yeah, I thought Ramsey was was excellent. For, I mean, hmm. someone tweeted out, I think loads of people tweeted, he's, he's only still only 21 years old. And as I yeah. said before, you know, for that shout for Young Player of the Year, he's played in 100 games for Villa and like at, 20, at 21. I mean, it's... It's testament to how good he is. Mm. And am I he's, right by saying this is his best goal contribution season with like five goals and five assists? Have you got six, six goals, six goals, goals and five goals, assists yeah. now he's got this yeah. season. He's, he's, he's always, been, Liverpool, he's always been quite productive, hasn't he? It's just yeah. it's just when when he's not got scoring or assisting, he, he used to drift out a lot, didn't he? Yeah. I mean, this season, I mean, I'm not going to suddenly change my tune now because he scored, yeah, uh, scored no, in the last no, couple of games. I, I get your point. I but get the consistency point. is, is yeah. going to come yeah. as he gets older. Yeah, he, he, he has picked up lately as well. I think he's got three in yeah. his last seven. So I think all of the criticism is probably the kind of thing you would expect from any any player of that age in the Premier League. I think mm. he's 22, 22 at the end of May, so he's nearly 22. But to play that amount of games, and I think 90 of his 100 games have been in the Premier League. So, yeah. I mean, it, you know, um, I think I think he's absolutely fantastic with what he's done. Sure, there will be periods of inconsistency. One of the problems I think we have when we have inconsistent periods from him is that because we've got players around the pitch, you know, whether it's a Bailey or Trail Ray, where it's been Watkins in the past, obviously, and he's obviously a bit of a moment now, then all of a sudden you've got more than one player that's not having a good day. So, you know, I think that's obviously something that they'll want to rectify because you've got good options to come off the bench. Right now, someone is a bit inconsistent. You bring in on Den Dunker or Duran, really, or maybe a fullback. You haven't really got the option, so that's why you have to, have to keep going. And you are going to get good and bad, but... First half, I thought he was absolutely tremendous. I mean, Mings yeah. was obviously brilliant. McGinn was great. Some good performances all round. Fullback's yeah. good. But Cash returned to the team. Big shout out to him. I thought mm-hmm. he did really did well. well. Did well. Yeah. The yeah. team, actually, I predicted, bar Moreno for Dina was, was, was bang on. Disappointed yeah. to say that, obviously, um, you know, I was right with Bailey. But, um, but yeah, I just, I just think the first half, there were quite a few of them that I thought really, yeah. really stepped up. And McGinn, I mean, he's like he's on... He's, it's going to come out in the press. He's on some product. He's not allowed yeah. to be taken. Yeah, he's got. Hmm. He's he's he's, he's like a man possessed. Yeah, he's fantastic. Yeah, I just uh, want to bring up one point to you, though, lads. That with obviously Jacob Ramsey, uh, we are probably a bit more patient with Jacob Ramsey about his performances and everything else because he's an academy graduate. You know, it's not like we sh- we forked out a 40, 50 million pound player for a twenty-one-year-old who were expecting instant results and everything like that. Would you agree with me with saying that? Although we can be frustrated with Jacob Ramsey, but at the same time, we're more patient because he's Villa true and true. I don't, I don't think there's room for patience. So is it sometimes in the Premier League? I, I think he, I think he's there on merit because there's no better options really. And not that mm. with with Kamara's injuries this season, you know we've, yeah. we've obviously struggled to have more people. You know, it's not like Traore's coming on and changing the game. I know we had a, a couple mm. of goals to help us out. Bailey's not been absolutely lightning. So really, mm. I think it's been by default. Um, yeah. But I, I maybe well, gets, gets a little bit more leeway because you know yeah. he's. He's come the right yeah, I think it buys but... you some more time and loyalty. But I think at the same time as well, for a team in where we are, seventh, six six goals, five assists from a, a 21, nearly 20, well, 21-year-old throughout the season, it, it's a pretty decent return. Like, I don't mm. I don't know if you would... I don't like it. I mean, how many goals has Grealish got for Man City this season? And they've won the league. I know they've got a Haaland, but you talk about an attacking attacking type midfielder so 
I think he's he's probably maybe one or two goals away from where he probably would want to hmm. want to be. I would say that McGinn probably needs more goals. I would say even though his performances have been fantastic, Buendia definitely needs more goals. So in terms of like Ramsey's contribution to the team, I think he's probably where he where he should be. I just think I agree with George in the fact that he, when he when he doesn't do any of the, those either one of those two things like score or assist, there's been times in games where he's absolutely just the way he's gone missing. It's not there, yeah, yeah. I've, yeah. I've just I've just thoroughly thoroughly depressed myself because I've looked at um, the Villa stats this season: Watkins fifteen goals, six assists; Ing seven and two. And Randy Louise, Louise have both got six goals, six assists. Bailey's got five and four. Buendia, five and three. I thought, I will check Man City. Jesus Christ, I don't know why I bothered. 52, <laughs> go- 52 goals for Haaland. 17 for Alvarez. 15 for Mahrez. 14 for Foden. 10 for De Bruyne. De Bruyne's got 26 assists. Wow. Is, well, in fairness, if I have Haaland up front, I think I'd have 26 assists too. Yeah. <laughs> Grealish is like eighth in terms of contributions. He's got five goals and eleven assists. Even like right. Rodri's got three, Stones has got three. So yeah. it makes you realise that if you want to start to get yourself up the league, you need to get bigger numbers Everyone's in. Everyone's helping contribute. Yeah, yeah. 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 Um, I've got to go through some comments. I also uh, just want to mention we've got nearly seventy watching. I think we've got over seventy watching. Like people might be on slight delay, but we only have twenty-seven likes. So if you can, please, everyone watching, hit that like button, please. And uh, and yeah, if you're new to the channel, please hit that subscribe button because we want to keep growing. Um, but yeah, if you can drop a like on the channel, that'd be great. Um, Rich, Rich, did you say that thing, thing that was in the, on the news this morning? If you don't like podcasts when your team have got one game to go for Europe, they won't qualify for Europe. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Exactly. So you, Did you see you know, George? Yeah. If you yeah, be, yeah. yeah. If you want to be responsible for that, then. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. Yeah, it's on yeah. you. Dream villain, amazing to think this is still the majority of the championship team we had. Incredible what a good manager can do and what a season it's been. Um, I, I echo that 100%. Gary says, surely we don't blow it on the last day. Even old pessimistic me can't see that, Rich. Yeah, understood. Definitely, mate. Uh, where is Russell Edwards? He was right. don't know who Russell is, Rachel. Was I he think he might he be talking about Richard. Oh, Richard. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, Rachel just talked to Gary there. I have to approach it the right way. We cannot be complacent. We have to earn earn the right to win. Mm, uh, Michael, right. echoing our thoughts. Hit the like, everyone. Huh. Um, Gary said, can't believe Liverpool fans bricked the fans coach outside. I don't know. I didn't know about that. And they wanted more that. injury time as well. Yeah, we will We will definitely get into that. Um, Rachel, Arsenal are the only team to do the double over us this season. That is remarkable in and of itself. You highlighted that, George. You managed that. that one. It was. Uh, Duncan in the house. Evening, Dunk. Uh, Liverpool fans will start hating us after we gave City the title last year and denied them Champions League shot this time. Yeah, definitely. Um, oh, don't, don't bring that up, please, because my mates were on to me about that as well, actually. <laughs> JB says Klopp was frustrated that he got done by Unai. Liverpool had been on a great run. Seven consecutive wins. Moreno coming on and off disturbed our plan and helped Liverpool proud of the boys. Yeah, I agree, mate. Really random reviews. Evening, fellas. Evening to you, mate. Great to have you on board. Weston said they had nearly 20 minutes injury time in all. Um, 
JB says the Ramsey free kick chance, credit to Austin McPhee. Newcastle will be copying that and claiming it as their own soon. <laughs> like the Trippier handing the ball to penalty take a stolen from us. I've noticed a few teams are doing that. Yeah, now. there's a few, aren't they? Yeah. Um, love Watkins, but kind of glad he's had this dip in front of goal. The attacking areas are what we need to focus on in the summer. We will get a forward this summer. Yeah, agreed. Ian, I think it should be Ramsey as I think the, he is the ball striker in the squad. Uh, that's for penalties, I imagine. I don't. Th- I think we don't have any other penalties. Hey, because in the squad, Watkins must be better than others in training. Uh, he's got to be more consistent, says Gary. Don't expect him to score every week, but nothing in five games, I think. And to be poor as well is a concern going into next season. Um, and then Weston said he celebrated like that because of the stick Watkins got from the cop after missing the pen. Well, yeah, I mean, you just give it a big bat, don't you? Mm. Um Gary Mings and McGinn are consistently good at long last, thanks to Emery. Yeah, I think he's simple. Like, weirdly enough, I know it's quite tactical, but he's kind of simplified Mings and McGinn's game. You know, yeah. like, as I said with McGinn, it's like passing, pass to players that are closer to you. And with Mings, it's like, clear, like, he's obviously he's passing more, he's got more options, but when he's there to defend, he's there to defend. And I mean, he's just reacting to it amazingly well. The, the like confidence, thing, yes, like, it, yeah, the confidence is sky high, though. You can see, you can see, and and that is literally oozing out of them. And I think the opposition players are seeing it. You know, mm. you're Dan Byrne getting absolutely bossed by McGinn on the first tackle. You're thinking, crikey, like I'm <laughs> David versus Goliath. But I know I'm in, I'm in for a game. Mings, you know, Mings is Mings. I love all these Mings haters. I keep seeing clips on Twitter of people slagging Mings off, and then all of a sudden, he's just consistently been great. Um, sorry mate sorry just on that it's amazing it's amazing how many podcasts or, or fans in general say Mings is terrible and then he proceeds to get man of the match against them yeah yeah <laughs> remember he, the most, he was yeah, my surprise he was my surprise of the season Mings at the start I thought, yeah, I, I, yeah. Thought, he, I thought he'd come back with a vengeance so um, um he's, he's got to be in, a sh- in with a shout for player of the season isn't he? Yeah. I know that's a few weeks or a couple of weeks away but I'd say he's got to be up there I think Calvin yeah. Phillips being in against ahead of him. I think <laughs> that goes. Just, just to bring up uh, Richard's point, when you said obviously the fans hating on Mings and he goes against man the match against him, I think the most noticeable one was when Rich was on the eagle-eyed football, and they didn't include Mings in like the combined starting eleven. So they had Jakob Anderson and Mark Guyhe starting together, mm-hmm. and I was like, <laughs> now nah, Mings has to be starting. And what happened? Jakob Anderson goes and gets an own goal, and Mings mm-hmm. kept a clean sheet. Yeah, it was well, just, exactly. it was it was instant karma, and I was loving it. It's, it's the Newcastle guys as well, like the few of the Newcastle podcasts that just say he's rubbish, and like you know, and then obviously he marked um, Wilson and uh, and Isak out the game, like you know, it's it's just it's just one of them. It's just one of them. I mean, well, I was on the train down yesterday, and nothing, the Liverpool fans we met were brilliant, and. We were saying that like Mings is probably arguably our player of the season. They kind of like raised their eyebrows a bit. Not said he was rubbish or anything, but then I thought, oh, I hope I haven't cursed him. But again, just imperious. Just every. Mm. I keep saying it like, and I know it's a blast from the past, but I keep saying it. It's like he's like Colin Hendry with without the blonde hair, like just every or the ginger hair, whatever it is, like the great mop <laughs> of hair. Do you know what I like about comes him? In and he just heads it every time. Do you know what I like about him, mate? He's, if you look at, I can't remember who, who was he said it the other day, but I think it was, it was on the Spurs uh, Brentford game. Someone talked about Ben Mee. I, I would have been really happy if Villa had taken Ben Mee. You know, we were linked with centre-backs with me, Tarkovsky was linked as well. Because he's a proper defender. Yeah. And the reason why no nonsense. Yeah. Me and Pinnock do it's like Gareth McCauley. He's like Craig Dawson. He's mm. like all these players. You know, they're the so body players. on the line. 
Yeah. Get the body on the line. Look at like um, well, who was the guy who used to play play for Everton at the back? The old was it Weir? What was his name? I can't remember his name. David. David Weir. Weir. Yeah. Richard Goff. These defenders. Martin Larson. Olaf Melberg. You know what? Where I'm going with this? It's they don't need to like play out fancy from the back. Mings has really come on in that part of the game. But he's mm. dominating. He's strong. He's not getting people on getting past him. He's quick to the tackle. He's athletic. And that's what you want, a proper defender. And that's why I think that, you know, a lot of teams sometimes are trying to be a bit too fancy with the ball. Let's mm. get someone in the back. And that's why, you know, if you think about it, you know, it wouldn't be the most, most glamorous. But Dunk, you know, obviously has done really well. Webster, you've got the likes of, obviously, as I mentioned, me and Pinnock. These aren't the most glamorous names. But I tell you what, you wouldn't be, you wouldn't be unhappy if they were in your defence. Yeah. And but means, I think one thing with Mings as well is that his position has been so much better. Like, remember when... Like before Emery came in, like he was nearly getting caught out of position half time because he would try to dribble into the midfield area with the ball. And then if he makes the pass and loses it, the striker, all he had to do was just go into where Mings was and it was getting caught out nearly half time. And this time, I actually haven't seen Mings dribble into the midfield area at all since you know, Emery's been there. He's literally been passing it, moving, getting ready. And his position's been so much better. And that's just one thing I love for seeing the centre half. Mm. And he stopped yeah. like, he, he stopped ball watching, didn't he? That was what his biggest. Problem. Yeah. He's, oh, that was just that. Like, remember against Man City when we lost like six one. The amount of times that lad was watching the ball, like. Yeah. But mm-hmm. but this time now he, he he's just aware Correct. of communication. Yeah, credit where credit's due because yeah. we've given him enough, haven't we, over yeah. the last few yeah. years? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Like I yeah, remember, he's doing great. <laughs> this this is the governor. I remember we were all saying like, yeah, Mings is good, but he's not going to get better than what he is. And now look. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. yeah very true, yeah, mate. Shows. shows. Mm-hmm. Um, he shoved our words down our throat. Yeah, oh, exactly. <laughs> exactly, exactly. A couple more comments. I just want to just hang on the Mings thing, but we'll, we'll get there in a sec. Uh, Gig says the, the goal was repeated. The Trez goal v Leicester when Elmo yeah. delivered like Dougie. Yeah, we, yeah we, we, there's a few uh, there's a few comparison there. Weston says thought Bailey was poor again. Yeah, he's, he's definitely that weak link, mate. He's definitely Mings man of the match for me. Heard a Scouse podcast saying Mings played like he had a grudge against Liverpool. That's, that's probably uh, best backhand comparison. Give Mings and you. S House, yeah, definitely. Huh. Gary said apparently there are three Ramsey brothers at Villa. There are, there are. There's yep. another younger one. And how, how, was the young, how was the young kid? Cole is about. I think he's like mid-teens. I think he is. Cole Ramsey. Yeah. So big three now. Yeah, yeah. First half, I almost all of the team still. performed well. Yeah, really random reviews. Mings for me, man of the match, absolute warrior mode. Duncan, all of Watkins' goals come off forward runs. He needs momentum to score basically dead balls, like penalties are not his forte. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, it's a good, decent point. Uh, with the new additions, we will be able to rotate him and get more competition to improve Ramsey. Yeah, I agree, Rachel. Adam says, our whole midfield needs more goals. Um, Savas says, why does no one talk about Konza? He's a Rolls-Royce defender. Yeah. Mate, it's an absolutely fair point. I mean, to, to have to have a player like Mings and, do, and win the headers, do all that that he does, you've got to have that that backup, you've got to have that guy who reads the game, who mops up, and, and Conza's that perfect foil, isn't he? I think he's kind yeah. of going unnoticed at the minute, Conza, and I, I think it's doing him a, a, a bit of a favour, really. It's, there's not so much pressure on him, is there? Mings has always been the one that takes takes all the flack, takes the heat, yeah. and takes the praise when it's going well. Conza's still, well, I don't know how old he is now, but he's sort of been in, he's been kind of like the little brother, hasn't he? Mings' mm, little brother learning learning on the job, and you know, he's yeah. doing all right. 25 years, Conza. Yeah. Is he really? Yeah, years. yeah. I suppose wow. well, we must have had him four seasons now, haven't we? We have, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 And yeah. here's how I view Conza, right? And I'm not putting Mings and Conza on this pedestal of the top ever centre halves, if you will, but Conza reminds me sort of of a village, someone who like probably does that little bit of dirty work and makes the under defender look good. 
like Rio Ferdinand. He like he, he was, he was, yeah. he was a class defender. Don't get me wrong, but Village was the one who made him look good. Konza is probably doing that for Mings, so which is why you don't see a lot of credit go to Konza as opposed to Mings. You know, well, it, it, it's it's because it's because it's because Mings is the always the the aggressor. He's the one who goes in for the challenges, you know, if, yeah. if, if the team's playing one up front, then Mings is the one who engages with the ball or engages with the challenge, whereas Konsa will be the one to more mop it up. And also, the way that Emery's played, I think Mings has, uh, what would be, adapted so well to that passing range and, and that he adapted a little bit quicker than, than Konsa did. Mm. That right-hand side is different, though, because you don't have as many progressive passes, whereas Mings has got the opportunity to play Moreno in. So I do yeah. give it that, whereas Conte is just going to play it across to Young or play it across to Cash. He's not going to have to play those progressive passes too much. But yeah, yeah Conte's, been, Conte's been great, Kev. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, it, it's a great point to say, like, obviously he's not been mentioned in this chat, but I think it's because Mings has been so good. The way I would, I would always look at it is you pick up all of our centre-halves. Carlos, obviously, will he get back to the levels we hope, hope he does prior to joining Villa? But all the ones we've got, Carlos Chambers, Mings Konza, I think the one that is a, would be a massive miss would be Mings. I think if you're playing that, that game, Mings is up there. You can probably do without any of the others with, with, a, with a decent partner. I think Mings Chambers, Mings Carlos, but Mings' performances this season have make him, made him undroppable, undroppable for us. And that is, yeah, just testament to him. And it, I think also says a lot about his character, the way, the way he's come back from, from losing the captaincy and... This is the point about should he get the captaincy back. My view is McGinn's playing absolutely tremendous as captain now. And Mings is playing brilliant without the captaincy. So I think I'll just keep it as it is personally. Yeah. A um, couple more comments. Um, Evening Rich from Big T. Great result. I said I would take a draw at Anfield. I did predict us to win 2-1. If Watkins Pennant had gone in, I would have got it right. Well, yeah. Yeah, mate. Yep. Yeah. Uh, Nick, evening all. Loving the show. Up the villa. Thank you for joining us, mate. Brilliant. Uh, article done. Hey, what's up, lads? Lovely evening to catch up with a podcast with a chilled beer. Oh man, uh, you're thinking like George. He's in. Yeah. He's in the. He's in the man cave right now. He's out the doghouse this, this evening. <laughs> what else is the man to do? Yeah, yeah. Can't think of anything better, mate. Nick, uh, has anyone really looked at that chance we had to make it two-one? Was it? Oh, I'll come on to that. I, I really want to come on to that. I'll star that. So we'll, we'll talk that bit. We'll get on to the second half in a minute. Paul says. Um, we can do this next week. Coffee on you, Villa boys. I think it'd be more than a coffee, mate, if we do it next week. <laughs> Gary says this. That commentator is Michael Bridges getting some stick from Villa fans, and rightly so. Yeah, too. Uh, he was wishing that ball in the uh, in our was net, it? Wasn't he? Oh yeah. <laughs> oh, oh, and evening, he... evening, guys. Evening to Mark. Um, Mark is responsible for our thumbnails, and what a, an amazing picture he, he he picked out this week. It was great. Um, Paul says we. Uh, what's this? We can do this next week. Yeah, absolutely. Um, right, so I do want to just talk on um, on Mings moving into the second half. One of the major talking points, there was a, a few major talking points we've talked about kind of being put under pressure. I couldn't see it very well from uh, from the stand. It looked to me like he won the ball and then there was a coming together. But obviously the still image shows it as being, you know, quite, quite rough. What were your thoughts? Because we couldn't believe that he was checking it on VAR. But what what were your thoughts on it? I'll I'll open it up. I uh, when I was watching it, uh, when I had first seen it, I was like, "Geez, that, that was a bit rough." But when you see the replay, what actually happened was Mings had kicked the ball away, but it was actually Cody Gakpo that actually runs into the boot 
it's not necessarily Mings taking him out of the game. So I was just kind of like, why are they checking it? It's like it, it wasn't an intentional like foul for Mings to go and do that. The ball was there to be won. He kicked it away, but it was just because of the momentum of Gakpo, he just could not stop and just connected with the boot. So it was no more than a yellow. It was no more than a yellow. I, I wouldn't yeah. have been. I wouldn't have been surprised if if, if he'd been sent off for it. I think the um the argument about that, that you know that if you win the ball, it's not not a red card. Well, if you kick the ball and then kick someone in the face afterwards, then I, I think it clearly clearly would be for me. It's just the consistency, isn't it? And and I think what 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 is speaks of real hypocrisy is that when Jota did himself did an even worse challenge, um, on was it on Skip in the Liverpool Spurs yeah. game when yeah. it put to Klopp, he said that Ryan Mason should think about should focus on other things. So maybe Klopp should himself focus on other things rather than this these Adidas stripes that have been put on. There are other sports brands out there that have been put on um on Gapo's chest. It was it was a high boot, and he I think he did follow through a bit. So I think it was a little bit reckless for me. I mean, I, like I wanted to support, support my man and say he got the ball first. These things happen, but he did feel like he kind of pushed pushed his foot through a bit. And I think he was a bit of a lucky boy personally. But then if you're not going to send off Jota for what he did to skip kicking him in the head, then I don't think you can send Mings off. Yeah, it was it was a high foot as you just said. I don't think he literally he intentionally went out to hurt him. As you as you said, Mark, um Gakpo mm. was coming into him, wasn't he? Mings yeah, like it was just the momentum of Gakpo, yeah. Yeah, you know, the follow-through is what it was. I think he's got to get his leg back down, hasn't he? Unfortunately, uh Gakpo's got his chest in the way. But mm. as you just said there, I, when when it went to VAR, I thought shit, we're in big trouble here. He's, he's probably gonna go. But fair play to the ref, because the, the Liverpool fans were all over him already by now, weren't they, after he'd given us a pen. And I think Liverpool had a shout that wasn't given and we were getting all the free kicks and I thought he's going to have to level this up soon. But no, fair play to the ref. He, he stood strong and um, I don't think Anfield were very happy with him at that stage. No. But I know it was mad because for once VAR was not on the side of the big six. I know, it's lovely to see, mate, wasn't it? That was just unbelievable. I was kind of like, so this sort of feels like to be a big six club. I can get used to this. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> definitely. Definitely. Yeah, I mean, like I say, it was so difficult to see. I mean, and as we know, the communication when it goes to VAR and stuff in the ground isn't great and you just get a VAR check for possible, mm. I think it was like foul play or something like that. And it's, I, I, honestly, I don't know what they were what they were checking. But yeah, I mean, it was one, maybe one that I think had the referee have given a red card, it wouldn't have been overturned. But because he'd already dished out a yellow card, I think there was probably wasn't enough in it to... To make to over to overturn the decision to make it a, a red, so Brid Bridges yeah, think, was stunned. Bridges was absolutely stunned, wasn't he? I bet, I bet he was. I bet he, he was. He said it was a red all day long, and that Mings was lucky to stay on a pitch. I thought he yeah. was a he, he was a Geordie lad. I didn't realise he was born in Bootle. Um, <laughs> the way the way he was talking, didn't he? Yeah, he, he did. But wasn't he? I think he was at Newcastle as a kid. I mean, I don't mind. Yeah, wrong. he might have been. Yeah, yeah you know, Leeds, 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 yeah. Leeds yeah. had a great season. To be fair, one season they got yeah. injured, but um. But it was like he was he was a Liverpool fan. I mean, both both I couldn't believe they, they wanted everything. They couldn't believe that Mings wasn't sent off. They couldn't believe, you know, about other penalties. And also there was a Henderson one, wasn't there on was it the challenge by Louise? Louise? There Louise, was nothing yeah. in that at all, I thought. Nothing in it. No. But that we've seen those. I mean, I've seen Fernandez get get given those kind of penalties for us against Man United. You know. So um yeah, it, it was it was a bit of a surprise. Once they went to VAR, George, I was the same. I thought, oh crikey, we've got a one nil lead and we're gonna be ten men for you know the, the, the a whole half and the rest of this first half but um but yeah in the end it, it worked out okay so yeah maybe that's what it's what it's like to be a big club mark you're absolutely right maybe people are going to start mm. saying that about us oh we could get used to this kevin you know 100 <laughs> percent, yeah definitely 
Um, Ken, thank you so much for your one pound. Uh, I think it might be a super sticker or YouTube sticker, so I can't yes, quite see it on here. But thank you so much for your donation. Uh, much, much appreciated. Um, I've starred your comment as well, so we'll get onto that in a bit. Uh, there's so many comments coming in. Um, Paul says, hi, Rich, Kevin, Martin, and Fowler. <laughs> Fowler. <laughs> That's most people call me that. Yeah, yeah, and stay up. I mean, get into Europe, absolutely, mate, 100%. Um, he says, Mings is world-class. Um, article, Don says, seen a few LFC podcasts this week. They were talking on how highly rated Ramsey was and his performance was solely justified. Um, AVFC, what seat? Me and my two young lads made a song for Kamara. Hey, that's that's like yours, Kev. That is yours. Yeah, I think. I think. <laughs> I, 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 I think. We <laughs> <laughs> need some copyright infringements. Midfield man, he comes from Marseille, but can he play? Where does he play? He plays in midfield. Booba booba boop. No, anyone fancy? I like it. Yeah, go on. Keep going. No one has stopped it. Booba car. Booba 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 car. No, I'm not watching this. Booba booba car. I <laughs> love it, love it. <laughs> if we could get that going, it would be like the uh, rocking all over the world song that um, Arsenal do for Saka and Smith Rowe, which is yeah, amazing. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We could get that going. Imagine the whole crowd singing the Music Man song to the set <laughs> of Uba Kamara. I love Liverpool it. have a huge admiration for JJ, says Rachel. I bet they will make a bid in the future. Please don't. Um, Graham says, <laughs> why wasn't Carlos in the squad? I think it was because he had a slight injury uh, before the game, so... No, nothing mm. too much to worry about. Um, Johnny Johnny Cash played while he walked the line. <laughs> yes. Uh, Dunk said Mings should be in the England squad. Uh, he definitely got a shout, uh, although we don't really want many in the England squad uh, due yeah. to I think want him to rest. Um, Paul wants Bailey potentially to go in the summer. We'll, we'll talk. We'll talk that a little later. Um, yeah, just comments on the red. Yeah, Rage right, said, I can understand why people think it's a red. Yeah. Um, Gary wasn't high enough or low enough for a red card. Um, uh, <laughs> Big Blues. <laughs> Mings, was, was sound a bit like, sound a bit like Bruce Forsyth. Yeah, who then went mm. on to win the game. What goes around comes around. Uh, yeah, Adam says in between the yellow and a red. I think some people saying like an orange card or something like that. Yeah. yeah. Uh, in, in GAA, we call that the black card. Right. Okay. Okay. Um, what we got here. Yeah, why so much hate for Mings from other clubs? I, I, honestly, we've, we've talked about that so much. Uh, yeah, rub pieces because he's good. Um, Gakpo should have been booked for taking his shirt off. Well, we say that because he, he actually scored in inverted commas. Again, you boys might have to help me on this. Another VAR contribution. Should have been off the pitch, shouldn't he? For, for one of them, and he nearly scored. Yeah. Mc, Mc, McFeeber's going oh, mental about injured, didn't he? Yeah. McFeeber's going mental about it because apparently he should have been off the pitch and therefore shouldn't have had the opportunity. I don't know if yeah, it was that yeah. incident or something else, but um, yeah. I, and that... That. I was saying that in the in the stands. I was like, the, the, the train has been on for ages and he hasn't gone off the pitch, whereas Ashley yeah. Young had to go off. Um, but yeah, anyway, he's, he, he he scored. Um, but then again, goes to VAR, well, goes to VAR and we're saying goes to VAR for an offside. Like, I couldn't understand it. So, can you boys enlighten us? What were they saying on, on the commentary team about this offside? Rich, good news for you, mate. I've got absolutely no idea what happened still. Like, <laughs> what, what, there you go. There you go. Yeah, I've got no idea. I mean, it, it's something to do with Conza deliberately or deliberately playing the ball or not deliberately playing the ball. But yeah. when it went in, I thought that's clearly a goal. There's no one offside. And then obviously I'll take the decision all day long. But I am honestly, mate, I'm none, none the wiser after watching it and then reading it back. 
So there, there you go. I, th- I think it's what you said there, Kev. Van Dyke was slightly off, but if if Konza had, had actually he did hit Konza, but if he'd meant meant to have hit it, it would have then made Van Dyke on because you know it had been our touch of the ball. But they the referee decided that it just hit Konza and he could do yeah, anything about it. Yeah, so, it wasn't an so intentional was play, like yeah, yeah. It was a bit like the Watkins one against. It was a bit like the Watkins one against Newcastle, I think, last season when uh, the centre half deliberately headed the ball when Watkins was in an offside position, but it made him onside. A bit like what we had with, remember, Mings and Rodri, when Mings yeah. deliberately played the ball and then Rodri was then deemed onside. So it's it's so it's so contentious, isn't it? This this decision, it's so. I mean, I mean, will players be practicing passing the ball back to the keeper, but making it look like he's accidental, like throwing the hands mm. in the air, like it's. Oh, oops, that was a mistake, but it goes back to the keeper. It's um, yeah, but I it think might, might become a skill. Yeah, because the way <laughs> Diaz headed down the ball, like he headed it down, and because Conza was, I wouldn't say he was sprinting, but he was moving in a, in a way that he probably could not get out of the way of the ball. So they deemed it that it wasn't an intentional play to play um, Van Dyke on side. Yeah. 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 Rachel just saying that it's really subjective and everyone's sort of yeah. saying, yeah, cons are touched deliberate or not deliberate. But I think I was trying to say that to a few Liverpool fans. They were adamant it was obviously going to, it should have been a goal. Of course they were. Of course they were. Of course. Yeah, of course, course they were. <laughs> that's, 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 hey, Martin, that's really good. That is, you're, you're wasted in your, in your job, mate. That's cracking, that is. Yeah. Well, uh, you see, a Scouse accent's easy to do, lads, because it's an English accent and a Dublin accent, and you put the two together. Uh, so you just go, yeah, of course, yeah, I'm from Liverpool, from Millwood, and I used to train with Stephen Gillard and Jamie Callagher. That's, that's good, mate, that is phenomenal. <laughs> well, well done. done. Well done. That's the um, end of the podcast. No, yeah. we'll have, we'll, we'll have, <laughs> no I think we'll, we'll have an additional 19 minutes of injury time. Don't worry. We'll keep Yeah, going. yeah, it's all right. <laughs> we'll, we'll, yeah, yeah. We'll just, we'll just add it on at the end. Yeah. Um, Rod says pro Liverpool bias is real. To be fair, it's a massive club, but it gets a little silly at times. Um, what have we got? Bridge is dreadful to listen to. Um, <laughs> And yeah, uh, the Henderson penalty was a joke. Not a penalty, was a, what a joke. Not, not enough contact for a four-year-old to fall no. on that. Um, Weston said, talking about me, bias of the big clubs and the media, Chris Boyd in the Sky Studios, commentating on the match screen when Liverpool scored. So bias, it's sickening. Um, and yeah, Big Bloom said, as for Fabinho, how many bad tackles before he's yellow? Absolutely correct. I mean, Clark didn't talk about that, did he? It was non-stop fouling. I mean, they, he was looking to still be on the pitch at half-time. He does it every week, though, Kev. He does it every time. Yeah, every week. He just knows when to match. I think it was also like, I think Newcastle are getting clever at this because I'm pretty sure it was either Joe Linton or Bruno the other day had eight fouls and didn't get a, didn't get a yellow. <laughs> City are quite bad for doing it as well. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Uh, it's, it, honestly, it's, it's mad. It's mad. Um uh, uh, yeah, but the the bias, the bias. I don't, I don't know. Like I say, it, it's it's one of those things and. Before we get on to, again, this injury time, the clock thing, just to cover the game, obviously the pressure was coming, the pressure was coming, the pressure was coming. Not so much chances, I would say, like more crosses that Mings was having to clear, more kind of last-ditch blocks, um, you know, uh, Martinez having to come for things. But in the end, Roberto Firmino comes on, scores his, his goal in his last home, home appearance. For me, uh, George... I felt it was just a little bit too easy. After all of the pressure they had, it was like an outside of the football from uh, across from uh, Salah. And then Firmino's just there to put it in. I felt it was just so easy. Yeah, I think 
pressure tells after a while, doesn't it? We'd been we'd been hanging like you just said there, we were hanging on and we weren't hanging on. They were all over us, but it wasn't like clear cut chances, but the, it was just a defensive sort of it was all about us just defending, wasn't it? The midfield disappeared. We we had no out ball. And I just think in the end, the concentration, mate, you, you can only be switched on for so long. And, you know, the ball in was what it was. But Firmino was clever. That's what he does. He's nipped in, isn't it? Nipped in, good striker's instinct and scored the goal. You know, mm. it's just what it is, mate. I thought they deserved, deserved the goal and probably deserved the point. Just mm. what it is, mate. We, we're still putting a good performance. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Kev, arg- uh, no, no arguments there. No, I think you made the point perfectly, mate, that it wasn't like they had loads of chances. They weren't cutting us apart. Obviously, we, we put an extra man back, didn't we? We kept it solid. It did mean this is where the problem comes with not having good enough players on the break because if you've got players that are not able to hold the ball up well enough, you know, Duran's still a bit raw, isn't he? It, that's why, look at look at Leeds, though, when Bamford went off, it changed the game entirely. You know, if you are getting a bit of pressure and you want players you can ping it to who they can hold it up or they've got a bit of pace... So we were going to get penned in a bit. And I think it could, have been, it could have been Man City or Real Madrid. Liverpool, it's unlikely that they don't score at home. I wonder what the stats are for them to score no goals in a, in a home game. And the pressure was telling and telling. And it, ta- it took a really good outside of the foot cross and, a, and an acrobatic finish to get the goal. And you know what? If it had come in, I don't know, the 45th minute or the 60th minute, then it just always hurts a bit more when it's the last minute. So when it, as soon yeah. as it says 88 or 89, 90, then you know it feels bad. But... The amount of injury time, I, I'm just staggered we held on because... I was shitting myself. I thought they are yeah. going to definitely go and win this now. Ten yeah. minutes came up. I thought, oh, crikey, we are... This is going to be another one of those ones where, you know, we're going to go, well, we were so unlucky. And, and um, yeah, I think I think we were fairly untroubled. Martinez was doing his usual <laughs> tactics. And, um, yeah, I mean, I think he's going to get sent off soon, by the way, Martinez. One, one, one ref's going to make, make a hero of himself and, 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 and send him off. And then we're going to be yeah. really screwed. He goes right yeah. to the right to the line, right doesn't he? The line. He gets that book in oh. 65, 70 minutes. And then they, like the ref actually had a word with him and said, I am going to send you off if you do any <laughs> yeah. more of it. Like, I love the did. face though, Rich, when he gets the yellow, yeah. like the, the yeah. shocked, yeah. The shocked yeah. face is brilliant. Yeah, he's like, the hard done by face. Yeah, he do? just, he just, he's like, he, 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 he adds like more onto his routine as he goes. He just like yeah. a thing, he pretends to be injured. Then he'll, <laughs> then he'll like, then he'll add in like Chinese laces. Then he'll add in like getting some off his studs. Yeah. And then, and then he'll like stretch or something. And then he goes oh. and kick it. Oh, one more time the laces, when I was at Bournemouth, like his shoelace was slightly untied. I mean, like it was literally like hanging from the the knot or whatever. And like he was had the gloves, and he got Mings to come over to tie his lace, right? <laughs> but Mings didn't fully tighten it. And then he go over. The ball went out for a goal kick. He took the gloves off, and he started tying his lace, right? And then he realized it wasn't tied properly again, so he started doing it again. Oh, honestly, <laughs> honestly, yeah, He's right, I think you're right, Kev. I think you're right. Oh, brilliant. Um, just need to shout this out, boys. Rod Humble with a twenty dollar uh, super chat. Thanks, uh, Rod. Amazing Cheers, mate. Donation. Appreciate it. Thank you so Cheers, much. Rod. Thanks for the. Pipe. Is that the second time he's done that? I think. Yeah, it is, mate. It's phenomenal. Been a great place to enjoy what's become a great season. Good time to be a Villa fan. You make it more enjoyable. Cheers, up the Villa. Thanks, Rod. Thanks, Rod. Mate, I can't say any more than thank you so much. And uh, mate, we've got uh, nearly a hundred people watching, which is amazing. Um, so yeah, like. Just, just great to have you guys comment in and join in the chat. We try and get as many comments on as possible. That's what we do try and do on this podcast. So, uh, as well as hopefully talk a bit of sense on the villa. So, amazing stuff. Thank you, everyone. Um, 
A few more comments. For, uh, Rub says, Fabinho must have committed 10 fouls, and as soon as he got a yellow, he was substituted. In NHL, this is called a goon. <laughs> huh? Yeah, um, they worn us down. Yeah, it happens. Yeah, of course. Um, Jack, Jack says, uh, if Stones and Mings aren't centre-half for England next games, I'm going to be fuming. Um, Villa Mania said it was on the card for Firmino to score. I felt uh, that when he come on, didn't you, lads? When you yeah. Come he on, loves you a goal against Villa, doesn't he? Yeah. He actually yeah. loves a goal against us. Yeah. Uh, stats have Fabinho as only six fouls. He had six in the first 15 minutes. Yeah, hmm. I, I think so. Uh, Gary says, what do you think of the Prem this year, guys? I know City won it, but otherwise the top six challenge and the relegation place is going to the last week. Of course, Villa doing fantastic. I thought that the relegation battle was nearly going to have like seven, eight teams on the last mm. day battling out to stay up. Like, I thought that would be unbelievable, but obviously not. Form kicks in for some teams. Uh, I never thought Arsenal were going to win the league anyway because it's Man City. Like once they'll just keep winning and winning and winning. And when if you're a team that hasn't won the Premier League for a while, and Arsenal in this case, and you look at that team, they're not experienced in getting over the line. You know, it's going to catch up. They're going to have a bad month. And Arsenal were due a bad month. They were due a bad month. Every team goes through it. So that's where City won the league. Just that bad month for Arsenal. And it was at a crucial month as well, the month of April. Had they got over the month of April, I think Arsenal then win the league, but it was just never going to happen. But in terms of challenging for Europe and places and all like that, that's been unbelievable this year. Brighton, all credit is due to them. Europe is pretty much guaranteed. Um, You know, Tottenham fall in grace. They were up to third in one point, and now they're nearly all the way down to eight. So it's definitely been a, an incredible season by all means. So I've, I've really enjoyed this season only because Villa's been up there, thankfully. Yeah, yeah. I think you've uh, summed it up perfectly there, mate. Uh, do do Radio, that's why we have two keepers on the bench. Yeah, uh, yeah, def- definitely. Um, Rachel, I'm so proud of the team for holding that and seeing the game out. Yeah. Um, Martinez is the most hated goalkeeper in the Prem, says uh, Gary. Good. Good. Bring it on. Uh, yeah. Um, Rod says cheers all. Yeah. Absolutely amazing. Thank you. Uh, me too, Rachel. The tour- tournament mentality showed in Liverpool at the end, but we were we were incredible. Um, yeah. And Jack says hit the likes. Yes, please do. Um, Adam says Southgate will never pick Mings to start. He only picks players that don't play minutes during the season. <laughs> well, look, Phillips, Calvin Phillips got 90 minutes today, so you know that obviously counts for another 10 caps. Um, but yeah, just just on that, uh, on the just finishing off the game, Kev, that, that 10 minutes of injury time. Uh, I mean, in the in the stands, we were kind of just like a mixture of like dropping to our knees, praying. Um, jumping up and down, singing, just whatever we could do to try and <laughs> keep our minds off the fact that it was 10 minutes injury time. But um, like you say, it was pressure still. I think Liverpool probably run out of, ran out of a few ideas. They couldn't really get behind us. And we could have nicked it. We could have nicked it at the end. If if maybe McGinn had, have head, had been positive with his header or, or Buendia hadn't tried to be so clever and maybe just had a shot. Uh, yeah, yeah um, I mean, I felt that 10 minutes was long for me, but in the crowd, in the away end, it must have felt like about half an hour. It was it was agonising. Um, like I said earlier, like for us to, to not concede, though, and it to be, you know, a, a 2-1 plucky defeat was was brilliant. Um, I'll tell you what gets me about, about the extra 10 minutes, um, and obviously the extra eight minutes at half time. Uh, you know, was 
sorry, before half-time, was apparently this was a new thing that they're trying for the, these last two games to almost see what's going on. What happened at the World Cup, they're going to replicate it. So just like the situation with Ivan Tony being allowed to play 36 games and then being banned for the last two, how is that fair to all the other teams in the league? How is it also mm-hmm. fair for one of Villa's games to have maximum injury time added is away at Anfield and the other one is at home to Brighton. I mean, it might work out good for us in Brighton because we might need to score, but you get my point. Like away at Anfield, if you've got any chance of getting a result, it's going to be a lot harder if you have 18 minutes extra injury time. Yeah. I just think it's again, it's just a ridiculous decision. Like, if you're going to why try now? It, why now? Why they try do that it, now? Yeah, try August to start the yeah. season off with it. Um, the chance at the end, I can't really exactly remember what happened. I might have been distracted by my, <laughs> by my great Dane, but um, I think I was like panic. But so maybe one of you two lads might have to t- t- sort of remind everyone about it. Yeah, do you guys yeah, remember that. it? I just, I just remember one of our only kind of attacks in that time period. It was. Like I, I can't, I can't remember how it happened. It might have been Duran had pressured, pressured Canate into like a bad back pass, and then it it, it bounced and and McGinn could. Have, it was a bit like you know that um, you know against Forest when it came in and he could have headed it and he didn't. Yeah. He went. It was a bit like that, and he brought it down, played it to to Brendier, and then Brendier. I don't know if he was in an angle to shoot, but he tried to back heel it to Kamara. Right, uh, and then Kamara. Like it wasn't anywhere near him, and then Liverpool went back on the attack. But it was a typical. It was a bit, you know, like a bit like probably what, what Bournemouth did to Tottenham in that game where they won three two, where we could have just snatched it. Um, I think we were yeah. probably clutching at straws at that stage because we had nothing in the second half. I don't yeah. think it was a real big chance. It was, no. a, it was no. a chance, but not much yeah. of one really. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, but you know, like I say, we 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 managed to weather it. Um, I, I say a storm. I don't really recall. Martinez having to make any amazing saves. I don't recall them having to having any one on ones. But look, we we got there in the end. We'd have definitely took taken a point at the start of the game, as I said before. And you know, if we can get that win on on Sunday, to say seven points from the last three games, if if you deserve to get into into European football with you know with that point total of sixty one. So you know, let's 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 massively hope we can do it. Um, mm. on to Klopp. You know, one of the one of these obviously he's very disappointed that they look like they're not going to get into the Champions League. But to to flip, uh, you know, 180 degrees from giving Villa loads of credit at the, <laughs> before the game to then saying how like terrible our tactics were, how like we time wasted, how they how they absolutely smashed us in the second half. I mean, what what talk about sour grapes, lads? Yeah, like just the thing with Klopp, right? Obviously, you know, we all know this Disney movie, 101 Dalmatian. Jordan Klopp was 101 excuses. Uh, this lad is literally... <laughs> hey, you're firing them out today, Martin. These oh, one-liners. Stop. I'm telling you, Jordan Klopp could complain about anything. Like, he could complain about anything. Something could be going right, and he'll look for something to complain about. It's just Jordan Klopp. And, like, we were the better team in the first half we were the better team and the second half they were all over so a draw was a fair reflection of the game overall but obviously yeah emotions will be running because you'd be disappointed in getting sorry and not getting Champions League place inevitably going to Man United my mates were texting me Raptor fucking up the league for us Raptor fucking up the Champions League for us and I'm like and yeah I'll, I'll drink the tears <laughs> <Thanks>. <laughs> <laughs> um 
I just need to shout out Savas who <laughs> donated twenty pound. Uh, I think it must be another super sticker. Cheers, Savas. Mate, awesome, this is mate. amazing tonight. Thank you so 40, much. Forty-one, for these 41 quid. Going keep, already, this, yeah. keep this going, lads. Yeah. Yeah. Savas, <laughs> Savas. I'm going to take. I'm going to take a punt here, Savas, and say, if Aristotle Parapoli, if I've got that right, then um, then please reply. Thanks. Imagine Savas <laughs> comes back and says it's wrong. Uh, no, no, that's definitely not wrong. Take the twenty that, quid back. No, no. Um, amazing, yeah. amazing. Thank you for the support, guys. And like I say, if you want to do super chats, if you want to join the channel, it's uh, and become a, a filler part pod follower. One ninety nine, one ninety nine a month. It's just at the top of the uh, at the chat pinned at the top of the chat. Click the button and follow the instructions, and you can, like I say, be uh, included in exclusive members prize draws and get yourself a, a shout out on our channel uh, on the live show and on the um, and on the community chat thing on our YouTube. So yeah, amazing! You can join the join the Villa Park Pod family. So thank you so much. Um, yeah, clock with his mind games. Rich is joining up, uh, joining us. Great to have you on board. Rich says, yeah, Klopp with the tears. Um, mm. Adam says, when Liverpool don't get three points, Klopp is unbearable. Rod is, in, is with you, Martin, drinking Klopp's bitter tears. They taste uh, lovely, Rod. You're right. <laughs> Heralio says, last time it was the, the grass was too long. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, Klopp is actually starting to annoy me. I don't know who he thinks he is, says random reviews. Uh, Weston says, yeah, Klopp's a bit of a tit, isn't he? Um <laughs> Gary says he likes Klopp, but he was annoying yesterday. Um, and Rub says Klopp comes out as not very smart in post-match interviews. He should really shut it. Sent the assistant to the press conference. Um, and if anyone deserved to win, it was us. Do you know what I think with Klopp as well, mate? Like he's just deflecting. They got knocked yeah. out in the in the round of sixteen of the um, Champions League. They got knocked out in the fourth round of the FA Cup to Brighton. Then they got knocked out in the uh, Carabao Cup in round of sixteen as well. And they aren't going to finish Champions League. I mean, Gabby Yegbalon said this. Um, I know he's got it in for Klopp, but they've had a terrible season. They've they've done nothing in any of the cup competitions, and they're not going to finish Champions League. And they were going for the quadruple last year. So, like from a Liverpool perspective, I can see why he's probably trying to trying to make excuses to, to take away from their, their own failings. Mm. And um, you know, you talk about the the league and the, the, that comment earlier about the season, how exciting it's been. City aside, you know, dominating the top, but everything else, you know, Arsenal being up there and the relegation and European fights, but to see Chelsea struggling this season, to see West Ham, maybe that's an omen for what, what European Thursday nights do for you, but being down the Leicester, being looking up their certs to go down. Liverpool, I mean, at one point, Liverpool were, were struggling to make top six, top seven, and they've obviously had a bit of a run. So I think he's probably just, just trying to make excuses for their own. Yeah, failings. make a good point there, mate. Um, I do think West Ham will probably be better next season because that Paqueta's starting to play really well. Yeah. But uh, on the on the point of um, Liverpool and, and the kind of bad season, I actually thought yesterday our midfield is better than Liverpool's midfield. Our midfield of Kamara, Louise, McGinn and Ramsey saying that thought was better than uh, Henderson, Jones and Fabinho. Yeah, I agree. So that tells you, you know, I agree. that tells Absolutely. you that they haven't done enough in their midfield. Hmm. Now that now their backup players, obviously Oxlade Chamberlain is injured and they're letting him go. You know, Cater's uh, not being very good. They'll that be buying. Mark. That's where they're going to buy. They'll be it? buying. Yeah, they'll be. I think they were some of their Liverpool. Some of the Liverpool fans said that they've got Alex McAllister wrapped up. Yeah, or something. he's, he's done. That. But you know, I think I think they need probably more than that. But yeah, it's one of them, isn't it? It's one of them. Um, you know, you just said about Klopp there. Like, I didn't overly mind what he was saying. Like, we did time waste a, f- a fair bit, and I'm sure they do get that quite regularly at Anfield, and it's frustrating. 
and like and he said that we were screwed second half and again i was like you know what yeah do you know what i think we were because they we couldn't get out could we but what annoyed me was he couldn't give us any credit for our first half mm-hmm. if he'd have been a bit more measured and said you know what villa were very good first half and were worth their one nil lead and they missed the pen and it could have been over by then i would yeah. probably took that as a decent interview but he always he just doesn't like it does he? if liverpool don't no. win he's an arsehole and i, I said yeah but if, said this to you the other day yeah, I agree, George. But to a certain extent, like they, as I said before, they were responsible for some of the time wasting tactics or the the the, the stoppages in the game. It's not yeah. like they didn't make five substitutions. It's not yeah. like they didn't have fouls. It's not like VAR was 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 used for their um like their goal that wasn't given, like or the sending off. It's like they were responsible for probably five minutes of the ten minutes that was added on. It wasn't that like Villa weren't respond were just responsible for the full ten minutes. No, but then you know he also I mean? said, didn't he? He said there should have been another five minutes just in the ten minutes. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well then you're questioning what the, the question they've already said that they're gonna add on every bit yeah. of time that so he's questioning where, like, uh, just honestly, man, he just ties himself up in nuts. Um, Rich says, yeah, didn't mention the, all the fouls in the first half, slowing the game up. Uh, Klopp has annoyed me for a while. It started when he was moaning at the votes for five yeah, subs. Yeah, exactly. Gary said he think he was frustrated because he wasn't on the touchline. Yeah, exactly. Rub said his team had not had a shot on goal for 35 minutes, no chance in 55 minutes at home, and he whines about time wasting. Come on. Yeah, exactly. Uh, exactly. Um, Savas says, um, sorry, boys, Turkish, Cypriot, not Greek. Mahaba, uh, Nasasin, Ion, Eoshama. Tessa Kala, Tessa Kala. Thank you, innit, in Turkish. Thanks. No, Cheers, it, Savas. Um, it, we, no, we appreciate it. Thank you in Turkish. It's the Czech Lady to get him. Martin, I'm, you, my man, I'm <laughs> he's, he's having a big <laughs> night, isn't he? <laughs> you are oh, absolutely no. kidding us at the no, today. No, sorry. It's because uh, my, grand, my grandmother and my grandfather, they live in Turkey in retirement. So every time I go over, I tend to learn a bit of Turkish. So when I said to him, Malhaba, I'm saying hello, good evening. Look at that. Amazing. Mate. Ladies and gentlemen, Martin. You like like an onion, Martin. You like an onion. (laughs) You you make a lot of people cry. (laughs) Hey. Uh, Mark says, Klopp's a miserable beat. Um, Like Jose, he was great at first. He's just bitter at everyone now. He's coming. Yes, that was that we were screwed. Yeah, exactly. Massive excuses, um, always crying a river uh, for a man with a golden gun. Couldn't agree more, mate. Um, but yeah, look, we don't care. Um, you know, we, we we got the result. Maybe we could have got the win, but it's one of them. We, we've, it's in our own hands, lads. It's in our own hands for next week. Um, quick kind of feelings ahead of that. I know we're going to do a match preview. I know we've got like loads of plans for shows coming up in the week. But go around, go around the room, get George quick, quick feelings about next week. Uh, yeah, first of all, massive respect to Brighton this season. Absolutely mm. fantastic. They've done great and they've, they're they going to get the Europa League position. And I think they deserve it. They've been up there all year. They've done really well. You know, all, I'm hoping next week that they'll be like, you know, job's kind of done here. And they have like last couple of games, they've, they keep winning, losing, winning, losing, didn't they? I think their last four, they got hammering off Everton. They, um, <laughs> They got beat again by Newcastle, didn't they? Got a good stuff in there. But oh, do you know what? At Villa Park, over the years, when, when the writing's really on the wall and we need a win, we generally get it. Villa Park normally comes alive and we normally do get the job done. So, yeah, you know what? I'm I'm confident. I think we can get it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Martin, your thoughts? 
uh, on the season as a whole, or no, no, for coming in like you know, brief thoughts for you know, it's in our own hands next week. Oh, Can yeah, we sorry, it? uh, yeah, it, it really is. It's, it's, it's in our hands, you know, we won foot in the door for Europe, and you know, nothing less than a win is is something that's needed, like you know. I don't want to be worrying about Spurs against Leeds. You know, if we just do our job, get the three points, and then Europe is ours. And then that, after that, everything will be a bonus. I'm sure the streets of Birmingham will absolutely be flooded of alcohol. European football back at Villa Park. And that would just be fantastic. And a European away day, hopefully. Exactly. Uh, Sharik says they're watching Leeds today. Pretty sure Spurs will beat them. Will we beat Brighton though? Kev, your quick thoughts for next week? Uh, you've gone. Oh, you've gone, gone muted. Rich, what do you reckon? Uh, yeah, I'm positive, mate. I'm really positive. I what? think that. Oh, you're back. You're back. Oh, sorry. Yeah, I don't know what happened. Then I just had to shut the door because the dog was going crazy. Um, yeah. Um, do you remember the 1998 World Cup when David Batty missed the penalty? Hopefully, most of our yeah. people. And um, and I, I was loving it. Brian Moore. You're not even old enough for that. Remember that, <laughs> Brian. I was Brian, too. Uh, yeah, oh, there you go. <laughs> Ryan Moore said to Kevin Keegan, uh, David Batty, Kevin, will he score? Yes, no, no, yeah, yeah, yeah the greatest, the greatest Kevin like, Keegan, yeah, yeah. When you asked me that question, then I felt like saying, Oh my god, I don't want to be that confident, but I'm really confident that we're, um, that you know, I think, I think George said it well, like you know, when, when we need to do a job at Villa Park in recent years to get wins, whether it's to get us, you know, get the get the uh. The you know the equal the, the record in the championship of you know I think it was Bristol City we got that game to the baggy semi final obviously we got we got the week the win uh, in the home leg etc etc Leicester um, semi final in the league Leicester semi final in the league cup absolutely yes yeah. so I think I think we've done done pretty well do you know what's exciting me about the potential conference league I don't want to get too carried away but when in my life would I ever even attempt to travel to Kosovo Armenia like some of, yeah, 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 some of yeah. the destinations I've been having a look at this season, some of the clubs are in places that I'll never ever mm. likely to have a weekend away to. So, um, and just you know. and sorry, Kevin, just on that, Gary had said apparently I'm going to be a translator for these, yeah, European I've got that, days. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Martin's going to be the Villa on tour translator for Europe next season, yeah. That's got to be free <laughs> tickets for you, Martin. Eh? Where, oh, West Ham played in bloody Iron Apple. Oh, I'll tell you that in August. Imagine that. It'd be absolutely Larnaca or something, you know. So, yeah, listen, I can speak quite a bit of Greek, actually. Mark, Martin's got Turkish sorted. So, if we can go to Cyprus, that'd be perfect because we've got it all sewn up. So, imagine <laughs> a little little cheeky trip to Cyprus. Imagine that. Oh, Fantastic. Oh, yeah. 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 Well, look, uh, actually, sorry, boys. I've got to say again, look, Michael here with a 9.99 super chat. Cheers, Michael. Oh, what a Phenomenal, night. mate. Get your national flags out next week for your favourite player. Fantastic work by all of you on this podcast, and the good times are coming back. Love it, Up Michael. Thanks, Matt. Cheers, mate. Michael, Can we keep going for this for another hour? Run overtime, legend. Now, I think. Run overtime. Yeah, <laughs> just keep going for three hours. Yeah. Um, Injury time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Rich says, looking forward to the Villa part raw, the lads to victory. Um, Gary says, Brighton should be knackered with three games in a week. Austin's joining us, says, Unai is our saviour, utter genius. Gary, squeaky bum time next week. I just hope we get out of the traps fast. But look, all the yeah. week's going to build up to it. We'll get a match preview. We'll, I'm sure we'll talk about it. Um, Rachel said, we can only focus on ourselves and play the best we can. We have to focus, as I was saying, Brighton around the beach could cause us to be complacent. Exactly. We've just got to we've just got to go for it. What happens if both games end nil-nil? Then we well, have Europe. 
Yeah, are we ahead. We're ahead of Spurs now, aren't we? We just we just have to we just have to we just have to better their result. We've just got a better their result. If it if if they win sixteen four, we've got to win sixteen four at least or more, basically. What about what about Brentford? Well, if we lose, if we lose Spurs lose and Brentford beat City, which is unlikely, then they can they can pip us. Yeah, they're they're two points behind us, aren't they? What's their goal difference? Is it worse than uh, us? Let me just check. No, Brentford is better. No, I think they're Brent, yeah, they're Brentford. Just... Brentford on fifty six points. They're plus eleven. Villa oh, are fifty eight points. They're we're plus four. So yeah, yeah. Brent Brentford are are there, but I mean Man City. What are they on eighty eight points? I can't get a hundred points. Can they? No, oh, no, they can. They can get the best. The best they can get is 94. Yeah, I can't see them. I can't see them beating them. We're lucky. We're lucky they've got City, isn't it? Can you imagine? Yeah, like? yeah, 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 yeah. I just, oh, think, I just think we win. I think we win. Yeah. Imagine if I had Leeds. Yeah, yeah, I know. I know. They were terrible Look, today. Guys, Leeds. We're not worried about. We're not worried about what the other teams are doing. No, we're exactly. The Brighton exactly. Game, yeah, and that should be hopefully. It. Yeah, as long as we match better Spurs, result, we get Europe. Yeah, absolutely. Let's just see some more comments. Two uh, 0 Villa. Brighton will be hung over from playing three games in a week up the Villa. Weston said, don't know if everyone's read the messages from our owners over that Barcelona fiasco and dispelling the room it was to do with funds that the director of football isn't now coming to Villa. Yeah, I think you know, I think I think it's one of them. Uh, that's come out, that's come out that it wasn't the owners. Ashley Priest put something up saying that he, he, he it was him that broke the news and then he yeah. deleted his tweet and someone challenged him on why he deleted his tweet and he said, Yeah, it didn't sound like that word in. Yeah. But look, yeah. I think it's a storm in a teacup. Um but yeah, it's uh, it's uh, it'll all be good. Sava says he's in, boys, for the trip for the European tour. Absolutely. Gary says we'll be able to get Sammy's new camera now, lads. <laughs> yeah, definitely, definitely. Um, Evet Sava, Evet. Yeah. Uh, Big Bloom says massive, massive game. We will be loud and proud as always after a couple in the tavern first. Hundred percent, mate. Um, yeah, we're a point ahead. Michael, as I always say, one game at a time. We have one game to go. Um, yeah, so look, we, it's 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 on for us to do. I just hope we start start quickly, uh, and it's amazing to be in this position. Who would have thought that? Who would have thought that we'd be um, in this position, lads? Like with in our own hands, a game to go. I mean, even like three, four weeks ago, me, I think me and you were quite positive. George, fairly realistic. I think we all kind of thought we could do it, but to be in that, to be in with that shot, you know, all those. You know the other podcast saying what are we what are we doing on a European podcast? All that sort of stuff, but we've kept it consistent even when we've had a couple of dodgy results. We've kept it consistent, and to be in this position now, lads, is just if if uh, if Villa do of. make if Villa do make the conference league, should we get that voice note with Sam with that music in the background of what could have been? <laughs> <laughs> okay, lads, can I just say as well, like, like let's let's keep positive, right? If uh, if Man City beat Brighton six nil. And we beat him six 0 Then we can still make Europa League. So you know, oh, there we go. <laughs> I knew you'd get. I knew you'd find a way of getting I it. Knew in. We'd do I knew it. you would. Yeah, 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 yeah. I knew you. And would. if it's and if it's possible. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Kev, if that actually happens, right, we will pay for your flights and accommodation, everything for the first European game in Europa okay. League. Right, I'll put that one on now. Unlikely, but fingers crossed. <laughs> yeah, don't hold me to yeah. it. <laughs> yeah. Right. Well, lads, look. Let's call it a night there. We're going to be back in the week with Talking Tactics, which I'm sure is going to be an amazing one from Gareth. Um, ready probably for Tuesday or Wednesday. So look out for that. Um, we'll be back with a match preview. 
Um, live match preview. We'll hopefully do some body more bulletins if more news comes out. I'm sure there'll be transfer rumours. I'm sure there'll be rumours about players coming, going, um, fitness updates across the week. So we'll be back with them. I'll also, me or Kev or whoever will do, also do a bit of a... Um, a bite-sized preview, which I thought went down well. So we'll also bring that to you. Um, so yeah, loads of stuff to come on, come on in a week. We've had over a hundred watching tonight, which is fantastic. What a bit of positivity does. Let's just keep it going for the rest of the season. Hit that like button, hit that subscribe button, help us get to over 1500 before the end of the season would be amazing. If you want to become a member, $1.99 a month to become an official Villa Park Pod follower. Um, as soon as we get to 25, we'll do our first draw. The super chats tonight, lads. I mean, incredible, absolutely incredible. Fifty-one um, quid. Thank yeah. you, thank you, thank you so much for your support, everyone. Um, thank you for joining. As always, please remember, we all follow the villa. Thanks, everyone. <laughs> <laughs>